guys, what's up? This is your host, Victor Makins, and today you're listening to Ubuntu Cast. I'm here with Marcos Rosa, and today we're going to talk about the experience of doing a foreign exchange program and living abroad. Remember that our podcast episodes are linked on our channel, and we release weekly content on our Instagram page. Also, keep in mind, the idea of Ubuntu segment is to interview individuals with different experiences and stories so that their stories can add to your experiences. Hey guys, what's up? Aqui sou o anfitrião, Victor Makings, e hoje você está ouvindo o UbuntuCast. Eu estou aqui hoje com o Marcos Rosa, um grande amigo que teve a oportunidade de fazer o um intercâmbio e morar na Áustria. E hoje vamos conversar um pouco sobre isso, sobre esse intercâmbio e sobre a Europa. Lembre-se que os nossos episódios estão no nosso canal e liberamos conteúdo semanalmente na nossa página do Instagram. Ah, e mais uma coisa, a ideia do nosso segmento Ubuntu é de entrevistar pessoas com diferentes experiências e histórias para que a experiência deles some a sua. Alright, so, thank you Marcos for joining us on our podcast, on UbuntuCast, and Ubuntu is uh, the idea of I am because you are, so, you know, the idea that... Uh, we can only grow, or actually we grow much more from having uh, experiences from people that are also doing the same and, you know, encouraging others to do, um, to do that. So, man, uh, we, you know, met in college. We had the experience of doing some classes together and all that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how did, uh, how did you get started? So, you know, you were born. Now we're here. Now we're here. What happened in between? Hey, hello, man. My name is Marcos. I was born in... Piracicaba, São Paulo. I lived there until I was like one year old. And then my whole family moved to Araraquara, São Paulo. And I grew up there until I, I had to move to college. And then I started my college life in Rio Grande do Sul, in the city of Rio Grande, doing FURG. That was the name of the college. I stayed there for one year. And then the universities around the country all stopped due to the strike. And then I moved back to Piracicaba to wait this strike over and meanwhile I moved to Lavras because I, I could manage to change my university there to UFLA and I started food science there again I studied food science for four years in a row <laughs> and then I decided to move to business and administration that's where I graduated today I studied that for three years I had a lot of compliments uh, classes already completed from the time I spent in food science during the time I spent studying business and administration I could study in English in VMLI for like two years or so and at the end of the the major I could move to Austria and Innsbruck where I spent like nine months studying seven subjects and improving my English, my conversation, my my use of the language. Uh, at the first, I, I had always had contact with English. I could read when I was like 12 or so. I used it to play online games. So reading and writing was completely fine for me for my whole life. But speaking was something I had no confidence until I studied here in VMLI. I developed most of my conversation skills here because I truly believe you, you learn when you do and you are always forced to, to speak on the classes. Forced, I mean invited to. 
and during the time I spent in Austria, I could communicate with people from all over the world. I mean, everyone has different accents, everyone has different manners of speaking, and sometimes it can be a bit hard, but at all we could communicate between German people, Turkish people, Arabic people, Brazilian people, people from all over the world. I was telling Victor before, our group that we used to, to spend time together in there, since we, we had the COVID time, we were locked on our apartment and uh, we were instructed to not go out with a lot of random people. So we, we spent the most of the time with a group of 10 to 15 people. And on this group, we had people from nine different countries. And the whole communication was did in English. I mean, sometimes when speaking to the Argentina girl, I could speak in Spanish or with the Brazilian girl, I could speak Portuguese, but mostly we used to speak in English so everyone could understand and hear the conversation on the same level because it's kind of sick when two Arabic people speak in Arabic. Meanwhile, there's 10 people on the table. You're like, what, what, why are you doing that? Like, why? What are you talking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not, and it's not polite to do that. So, uh, yeah, man. And then what was the biggest shock in Austria for you? Whoa, the biggest shock? Uh, to be very, very honest, I don't, I don't remember any shock on the terms of speaking or on language. They were all, always very polite. It's like, that's a very safe country. But let me think about something. I don't. I don't remember any shock because life seems to be so easy in there. Like that's such a place to live. The market was fine. The food, or I don't know, any any habits that were different. People in there really like to spend time outside. Like. They don't have big houses, that's not a thing, like here. Oh, I have a big backyard, I have a big garden. No, no they don't care. They prefer to live in small places. I mean, they have. They don't have a big country, a lot of land, land is very expensive. A really small studio in the center of the downtown is like 10 times expensive than here. So the whole community, like, the whole community likes to spend time together on the, the common areas. So in a city of like 110,000 people, we had hundreds of parks, we had the hills that we could go there. And, oh, okay, they have like, uh, I don't even know how to explain that in English. Uh, they have like, uh, not parks, clubs, or not clubs, not nightclubs. I mean, places with soccer, basketball, tennis, boots, climbing, like the, and that's like free. They pay like 10 bucks a year for the for the city and the city provides like 20 places like that so you go there you have warm swimming pool you have climbing and people on the winter they spend time doing winter sports like hiking on the, the snow or snowboarding skiing and so on and on the summer they go to the swimming pools and all free so you don't have to spend a lot of money on a big house or stay locked on your house that's what oh okay that was a big shock for the people in there i, I remember that uh during covid i think 
Brazilians were not so affected by Covid in terms of, oh, you can't go out. Most of Sao Paulo people don't go out, like they just go working and the rest of the time they spend on their houses. And there people were going nuts like, oh, I have to go to the mountain, I have to climb. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's funny because I guess it, it gets people out of their their comfort zone, and their comfort zone there apparently is climbing a, a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, just out of curiosity, uh, I I really like you know the subject of World War Two stuff like that. Did you have the opportunity of you know asking? I had a friend from Germany, and I noticed that he wasn't very keen on on talking about it. You know, it, was, it wasn't a a subject that most Germans like to, you know, to talk about, uh, and, and like, you know, he really was a friend of mine. I, uh, he was doing a, a, an exchange program and he, he was living in, in Solonense for like, you know, over a year. So he, it wasn't something like, you know, oh, I'm going to ask a total stranger or something like that. But did you ever have the topic of, you know, World War II or how that was for them about like the historical, you know, landmarks, stuff like that? Of course, every single day. My best friend in there was Bjorn. Uh, I I actually could invite him for a conversation at some at some point. He would he would indeed join. And as you know, I love roasting. And <laughs> I was speaking on him like every single day, the whole time. The fact is, the guy from World War he was not German, so he was Austrian. He was born in Austria. <laughs> so every time. I, I picked on him with that, he was like, yeah, he's Austrian, he's not German. But the fact is, most of the old people, they are ashamed of what happened. Like, they are not angry, they are not anything, they are just ashamed, they can't change the past. The past. Most of the, the new generation was not even born when that happened. And that's a topic they don't like going through because they are really ashamed and nothing else. Like, they are not like... You can't speak his name because of that. No, they're just ashamed. That's not a topic they like to talk about. But they know it happened. They know it was totally wrong. And they know how fucked up it was. And there's a lot of uh, stuff that goes on there. I could spend on the, the last month of my, my trip in there. I spent like a week or so in German. I went to visit his family. And a lot of other cities around I went to Frankfurt and so on and they are they have been working on on this shit for like the last time from there to now like they are changing names of schools they are changing name of roads they are changing name of streets they are building new stuff all related to what's happened to reduce the not the impact because the impact is already done of course but to reduce the shame they feel about what happened yeah interesting man and did you have the chance of visiting like a, a holocaust or anything like that no i didn't go to the holocaust center i don't feel like that would be nice for my soul i don't like such a place but i could be to berlin wall berlin walls and a lot of museums about a lot of uh, exposition talking about the same topic like the whole berlin is about that the the what the holy garden is about the same topic like you have a piece of the wall in there yet so i could visit the wall and now oh actually that's a fun fact not a fun fact like a, a good thing i mean uh, the whole part of the wall that's still up they are 
painted, not uh, what's the word for like graffiti? Yeah, they are like the holy the holy wall that is still up is graffiti with very beautiful images, with peaceful images, with no racism, no war, no fighting, respecting people, respecting culture. That's great, man. I remember you had uh, uh, an interesting moment in in Germany, didn't you, with a bus driver, if I'm not mistaken. Trump bus driving? Yeah, no, I remember you sent me a message uh, while you were there. Um, I don't know, you got off a bus and you had asked the, the bus driver something. Isn't there a story of something like yeah, that? Yeah, that was in German, actually. I I had to plan my traveling around so I could save some money with hotel and stuff. And then I, I traveled with Flixbus. And I always planned to travel during the night and arrive at the, at the city at the morning. So... I left my the city I was like 11 p.m. to arrive 5 a.m. so I could sleep on the bus. I could save money from Airbnb and and so on, and then I could keep traveling. I traveled for like a month, so every three or four days I could save an Airbnb rent. And I arrived in Berlin like it was 2 a.m. And despite of what I wanted, the bus station was not a cool place to be. That was entirely dark and full of homeless people, and that was a bit scary to be very fair. And when I say it's scary, I'm Brazilian, <laughs> in São Paulo, so it was really scary. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like a zombie place, and there was like me and my bus and no one else at the station. I went down, and like 20 other people went down. That was the last point of the bus traveling. And everyone entered in a car. The family was were waiting for them, and they they all disappeared. And then there was like me and the bus driver. And I asked, "Man, can you help me, please? I I I don't know where to go. Do you know if there's a, a shopping mall around or some safe place?" And I was very polite because I was scared. And when I'm scared, I'm polite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and then. He just turned to me like he totally understand what understood what I said, and he was like, mm, "Sorry, I can't help you. I don't speak in English. I just speak German when I'm working." I was like, "Man, you you really just spoke in English like with me? Why why just you don't keep going and say me where's the shopping mall?" But no, he, and then he turned around and poof, entered the bus and disappeared. Oh my god! And I was like, "Why?" So the, the the new generation, like 30 years or less, don't care about speaking English. Like they know the world is changing. People is always people are always traveling around. But the old generation, like 50 more, they are like, why am I gonna speak in English? Like I'm German. I just speak German. And yeah, that sucks, man. But life, right? And that's also good to know, I guess, when we you know travel abroad, because uh, these are things that most people don't don't think about. My, my cousin, um, as a matter of fact, is, I think she just got back from Norway. And that's something that I want to hear about as well. You know, like the whole experience in Europe, how different regions are, different people are, uh, you know. And, and Marcos, did you stay in hostels while you were traveling? Yeah, there was, there was one that I spent like three nights on three different seats, just called Flying Pigs. They are in Berlin, they are in Amsterdam, they are in Rotterdam. And another seat, like there are Frank, uh, what's the name? Frankia? 
a franchise. They are a franchise, true. And they are like our own Europe. And that's just such a nice place. Like they're very organized. People that stay there are very polite, very clean. Yeah. But most of the times I spent my, my nights on hostels for two things, for two reasons. that It's cheaper than the, the regular hotels. And if I went to a hotel, I was I would just go into my my room and sleep alone. On the on the hotels on the hostels, I could go there. I could drink at night on the bar. I could meet new people, and I made three three German friends in Berlin. They were drinking on my pub, but they were from the city. But my the Flying Pigs has a pub under the the rooms, and we drank there like to 5 a.m. And that's that's just cool because they were like three German guys hanging to, hanging together at night, and they could just be there and speak in German the whole night. And they invited me to join them. Like people go to, people go to hostels to meet people from all over the world. I think like so they don't feel alone or they can just meet new people. That's nice, man. Do you have any any suggestions for people that um, you know are going to travel abroad? Uh, especially to Europe, you know, how to make friends or, you know, things like that. Just go, uh, what's the expression for that? You just go open hearth and open, open mind. People are mostly like, like us, the people from the new generation, 30 or less, are really open to talk, are really friendly, are really, they say they are cold or anything like that. That's totally unfair. They are very receptful. What's the word for that? Yeah, receptive. And just go open-minded and talk to them. Like, don't expect them to talk to you because they won't. At, the f- at first, they are not gonna arrive on your table and hey, how you doing? That's not something they do because they don't like to bother people. But once you start talking to them, they are the best friends you can have in life. Like, and I don't, I, I don't know if <laughs> if I can say that, but not only Europe, the whole world, because. I had people from Asia, from Australia, Oceania, from every single country was there. I don't know if they were like out of their country, so that was the that was why they they were so friendly. But if you go open heart and you're open minded, everything's gonna be fine. That's good, man. Great. And what did you learn from the, the experience abroad? You know, like what did it bring to? Uh, Current days, how, does it help you in any way? You know where you work, or you know, you know the contacts, the networking. How does it help you today? Yeah, indeed, I could learn how to to live with people from all over the world. Like uh, the whole day, we we have to deal with people. Like when you work, no matter what's your subject, you are always gonna be related to people. And I don't think there is any other harder experience than living with people from totally different cultures. My my apartment was me and Sameh. Sameh was an Arabic guy. Every day, 4 a.m., he had to pray. Every two weeks or so, he had to do the sabah or something like that, that he couldn't eat some stuff or at some time of, at the day. And every day at 8 a.m., he had to do exercise. And his schedule was totally fucked up for my 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 mind but that was his schedule his life and his culture and when you have to learn to live had to have to learn to live with uh, people from such different cultures that's kind of easy to 
to deal with people on my day. So I learned to accept more, accept more stuff from others and stuff. And I, I can't say that really helps to helps on my my current job, but on all interview on the all the interviews I did, that was very well accepted. That's a very nice story to tell on the the interviews. The confidence to speak in English helped me like three or four times on on my job so far. I I won't say like it's a life changing like oh I I use English every single day like I work for a civil construction in Brazil, so we have no any relation relation to any English speaker, but. As a financial analyst, I'm always doing VBA on Excel, so I'm I'm able to to look for stuff on on English on on Google and so on. And there was two times I had to speak with the Google company. We had a yeah, and that was the the good thing. Like I was a at first I was the the intern of the company, and they were like freaking out. We have a a meeting with Google in 30 minutes or so. And we have no. That was a really simple thing. Like just talk to the guy, take the code, input the code on Facebook, so we could match the the the, the ads with the company with the account of the company. That was really really easy, like taking a code. But no one could. No one was feeling able to. And I had just came back from from my traveling, and it was like, okay, I can do that. Like no. No problem at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get back, everybody. Let me let me solve this. <laughs> yeah, let me save the day. Let me yeah, let me disarm this. Let me disarm this bomb. <laughs> and that was like a nice, ten minute scout, very easy. And then when I moved to another company, we had a a bigger problem that was like a, a week or so of communication with Google. Let me guess. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, you said I was gonna say. Oh, now you had to contact Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, they could hire me. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but and then sorry. okay, go. On. No, no, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Come on. No, no, that was it. I was just laughing. <laughs> huh? Tell me okay. about the the second story. And the second story, I was working on another company, and they don't use Excel from Microsoft in there. They are Apple user Apple users, so. They use Google Sheets instead of Excel, and we had the entire operation going on Google Sheets, and it was crashing like two times a day, four times a day. So we spent like a week with Google. They were like investigating the the sheets, so they could manage to solve. And this whole week, my my boss was like, "Okay, I don't speak English. What what are we doing?" And then I managed to. To spend the week with the the team, the, there was an Indian team working for for a Google company, so that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, and again, there was not two native speak English speakers talking, and both were speaking English, so we could communicate very well. And that was another situation I could manage to solve the day to save the day. Like, literally with like 10 yeah. words and, and you know a couple of, of and a couple of cop, cups of coffee <laughs> yeah no matter if your english is beautiful or ugly if you miss some sentence or if you miss some words if your accent difference 
different if you speak and then you just repeat again what you said. When you are not two native people speaking, when you are not on the journals or on the papers, no matter how ugly you speak, like if you are able to communicate, things are going to work out. Like, and I, I think it's interesting yeah. as well. Like you see the whole cultural thing as well. You know, like we see some cultures that, um, like you said, man, I think it's a language, and what what needs to be done is you know to communicate. You don't need being fluent doesn't mean that you're accurate all the time. You know, and. I mean, come on, even in our native language, we, we commit mistakes. Why do you have to be like 100% in a, a second language, you know? And I think what's interesting, like we see many cultures, as you mentioned before, that have a, a, a very strong accent, you know? And they, they feel, you know, so confident that they're speaking so well. And they, they are speaking well, you know? You know, sometimes the, 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 the accent uh, um, can, can, you know, make things harder, but even so, you know, it's just an accent. And you see Brazilians that have been studying for years and years and years, and, you know, many of them just feel like, oh, I can't do it, oh, it's so hard, or this or that, you know, it's just getting out there and trying, honestly, you know. With time, you, you, yeah. you improve things, you, you say, oh, okay, so that, that wasn't used. It's like what I say for so-so, you know, like nobody says so-so. It's kind of, sort of, you know, and those are the just things that you, you learn with time and you, you learn to readapt and, you know, adjust and that's it, you know. I think people need to stop freaking out about this stuff. Yeah, there, there was a Polish girl and she used it to say, like, every single word I, I speak, I finish with yon. I don't know why I have this accent and she was, like, always speaking on me because I'm always speaking and everything I finish with yon in her mind and... That's something I heard a lot of times I read, like, I don't know why. My words finishing, yon, yon. But, I mean, that's not a problem. Like, I could communicate with everyone, so why should we care? And actually, another funny story. Uh, the only person I couldn't communicate in there, and it was I was very pissed with, that was a, there was a, an American girl. And she spent like two weeks with us only because she went back to the U.S. when they was they were closing the borders and stuff. Her family made her go go back, and she was like always speaking, like she was still in 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 the U.S. like very fast with a lot of short words, and everyone was like, "Okay, can you repeat? Could you repeat, please?" And she was like, "I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna speak." In very fast with short words and if you understand you understand if you don't you don't and she was always left on, on the side of the table because no one wanted to speak with her no one was not even english speaker only her and she couldn't manage to speak properly with people that were not native speakers and that was really annoying yeah that's just a douchebag move you know like my my cousin uh was raised in the u.s as well she is American and everything, and uh, like I said, you know, she's now like traveling the world. She has like her <clears throat> vlog that she's creating and everything. And uh, man, like every time she's in Brazil, you know, she we we took her to Ouro Preto. We took her to a bunch of places here in in uh, in Brazil, and she's always like you know making a commitment to speaking slower and even speaking in Portuguese as well. You know, even though like it doesn't matter if you have broken Portuguese, English, Spanish, whatever the hell you know, like. As long as you communicate and you try to, not you know, put p other people into the communication as well. I think you lose a lot of the experience if you're just like, oh, you know what, this is my language and whatever, you know. Uh, 
like right now I'm learning Spanish and we're planning next year I turn 30 man <laughs> so you know we're planning to go to, to, to Peru we've been planning this for quite some time actually so hopefully next year this will happen and um, man I'm learning Spanish I couldn't care less if I'm gonna say a bunch of you know words that are wrong or mix it with Portuguese all I'm interested honestly is in um, you know, really talking to people and, and learning more about the place itself, you know? So uh, I think that's the mindset that we should have, you know, like just whatever, it doesn't matter. Just get out there, talk, you know, do what you got to do and keep it going. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I totally agree. All right, buddy. Uh, is there anything else you want to, you know, any suggestions, recommendations, funny stories you want to put out there? think about no i don't think so i mean just learn learn what you can try to study what you can and at some point it's going to be useful like no matter if it's useful now or it's useless now at some point it's going to be useful i mean we probably spent like a big amount of time of our life studying english since the the mid school the high school and every time we are studying something we have to face english so no matter if it's useless for you, at this point of your life, at some point it's going to be useful. I mean, I never planned to to go to Austria. I, I didn't have like, oh, when I'm 27, I'm going to go to Austria and spend like a year in there. No, I always play its games and I always like it to study so I could watch some stuff, read some stuff. That's really annoying to, to face a paper or to face an, some news or anything you face in your life. And you're like, okay, so what the hell is that? Like, what am I going to do now? I'm going to use Google Translator or what? And imagine if it, you just find the opportunity to go abroad and you are like, oh, okay, I can go abroad in a month, but I know absolutely no English. So you are not going to learn in a year or so. So you lost the opportunity of your life because you didn't work it before on your plans. So if you plan to work in a big company, if you plan to go abroad, if you plan to do anything in your life, start as early as possible like you don't have to go like oh okay i'm gonna study like five hours a day i was talking about with that about this topic with my my gym trainer yesterday and he was like okay i have to start learning english because there was offered to me a, a position to study my masters in usp but i have to start my my resume and I have to start a, a, a study project and it has to be done in English and how I know where are the colors and it was like okay so what are you doing like you can manage to to start like if you study five hours a day maybe in a year you can have something but five hours a day is not something so everyone can spend studying English nowadays so start as early as possible because at some point it's going to be needy. I mean, I don't, I'm not one to say because, you know, obviously it's my business. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's the honest truth, you know, as, yeah. as, uh, get it, get, you know, start on it as, as soon as you can, honestly. But good, man. That's great. And yeah, man, I want to thank you again for, uh, you know, uh, trying and uh, connecting your story with us. That's always great. It's always great for people that are listening to, you know, our stories and everything that's happening as well. And yeah, man, I hope to see you in the near future. And yeah, definitely talk to your friend from, um, from, you know, from Europe 
and, and we can connect that as well. It'd be interesting to, to have another uh, speaker talking about different cultural uh, aspects. Yeah, I will try to invite Bjorn so we can have this conversation part two. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Sounds good. All right, Marcus, man. Uh, and then we are going to have the... Huh. No. Yeah, go ahead. And then we are going to have the view of the German boy hearing the, the not native Brazilian boy speaking English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to sound great, man. <laughs> But all right, man. Thank you again for, um, you know, for this episode. And yeah, to all our viewers out there, um, have a great day and enjoy our other episodes. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ubuntu Cast on the VMLI channel. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, if you're in, an, and remember, if you're in an improvement in terms of your English skills, you can hit us up on Instagram or our email or even WhatsApp number linked here. All the information will be at the episode description. If you're in need of a tutor, rather you're starting, or if you just need to practice, we gotcha. Remember to share with friends. So I'll see you guys next week, same time, same place. Ok, obrigado pessoal por escutar o nosso episódio Ubuntu Cast. Dessa semana no canal da VMLI. Espero que vocês tenham curtido. E lembre-se, se você está querendo melhorar o seu inglês, chama a gente no Instagram ou no nosso e-mail ou no número do WhatsApp. Toda a informação vai estar na descrição. Se você precisar de um professor, caso você esteja começando agora, ou só precisa praticar, conte com a gente. Lembre-se de compartilhar com seus amigos. E é isso aí, vejo vocês semana que vem no mesmo horário e no mesmo lugar. Música